podcast i'm your host amy quinley this is the unofficial jeff lewis live after show except jeff lewis is no longer with us for the week so we are left to our own devices and luckily there's plenty more shit to be talked we can find things i'm feeling a little nautical theme for this episode because before i point out some things on below deck can we please stop everything that we're doing and focus on the fucking missing submarine right now? What? This is crazy. Okay, if you have not heard, there's a company that gives private submarine tours to the 1%, basically, because that's the only ones who can afford it. Guys, working in the five-star hospitality industry and in one-percenters' homes... I've learned that everything in the world already exists. You just have to be able to afford it. Like my dad has said for years that the toilet needs to be reinvented. He's like, how have we gone this long? And it still looks like that. Like I, I, he wants like a throne of sorts, I guess. I don't know. But meanwhile, working on Mansion Row, I learned that luxury toilets are a thing. Of course that's a thing. And we ended up, me and my coworker. <laughs> Me and my coworkers, oh, it was like, which heated talking toilet with LED lights and an iPad coming out of it do we want to shit in today? And we'd find a new one every time. Oh my God, the heated part though, that is key. It's just so key. Okay, back to submarines. The private tour, it was going to the Titanic shipwreck. It had a captain, a like safety person. Great job, sir. And no, sorry, no blame. We're not blaming anybody. <laughs> and then three rich people. So the tour going to the Titanic is supposed to be a two and a half hour trip. And now, 48 hours later, the submarine is still missing. What the fuck? No. Oh, I'm so claustrophobic just thinking about it. There is now a theory that they made it to the Titanic and are perhaps entangled in the shipwreck. Well, it's it's like a shipwreck inception, like shipwreck inside of a shipwreck. I do like, though, how all the articles are like, <laughs> the submarine went missing off the coast of Canada. So search and rescue was underway by Boston Coast Guard. I was like, Boston? What the what the fuck? First of all, I've lived in Boston many a time and not once, not once in my pea-sized brain did I ever know that that Titanic shipwreck happened so close to home. What the fuck? I thought it happened in like the North Pole or something. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm smart and not at the same time. It's a fun place to be. And I would much rather be in this brain than stuck inside the Titanic right now. Like, I hope I'm sent. We're sending love and prayers and hope 
I think they need hope more than anything because you guys, the Taurus vessel, so it's reportedly designed to automatically rise to the surface if it malfunctions. So it would have released like a buoy that signals everything and floats. So we would have found it by now if something had malfunctioned. That's why they think that perhaps the ghosts of Titanic past have reached their arms out and grabbed this little sub and they're now taking revenge out on it because it was probably the exact same size as the iceberg. They're like, fuck anything that floats by this size. Ah, you're now ours. Um, Yeah, no, I, they need to get out. They need to get out. So after hearing about this and then hearing the whole Kim Wall submarine incident, which we won't get into right now, but you need if you haven't heard about it, look it up. She was a journalist who, I love how I'm always like, we're not going to get into it, but now let me get into it. No, very quick. She was a journalist who went on a private tour with this one guy who was like the Elon Musk of submarines and except not because um, this guy murdered her, Kim and Elon would never do that. I hope so. That is that story. And yeah, just stay away from submarines, I guess, and stay on sailing yachts instead. Okay. Below deck guys, they have been doing two episodes per week, like two new ones. What, what the fuck? It, Kind of makes me feel like pressure to watch them both. And no offense, but Below Deck Production, they are so annoying with trying to act like the boat is always going to crash and the teaser's coming up. It never does. It never does. Not that we want it to. <clears throat> but just saying, it would be entertaining, just like it would be entertaining to have a live stream of what the fuck is happening in the Titanic shipwreck right now. <gasps> Oh my could what are what are they doing? Like, are they just sitting there like watching the piano get played by like seaweed kelp, you know, in the corner of the where are they? Where are they in the Titanic? Where they got caught? Are they in the cold room? I have questions that we may never get answers to, but most important is our safety. Let's focus on the submarine coming home safe. And for below deck, as far as that goes, yeah, the whole two episodes per week, like if anything. I would prefer if they, <laughs> again, unsolicited opinion, if they did a new episode Monday night and then a new episode Friday night, you know, like just spread it out a little so we feel like it's at least not so much oversaturation. Like, do you really have that much content stored up? I don't think so because Top Chef ain't really cutting it. Dancing Queens ain't really cutting it. So personal opinions. We can all have different ones and still love Splash's ass. I love you guys. I love you guys. I really do. So the guests leaving the Below Deck um, first episode, they were having a Caribbean themed dinner and the lady thanks the chef and says, thank you, especially for making these Johnny cakes. It brought me right back to when grandma Flo used to make them for me as a kid. <gasps> what grandma flow you guys okay my brain might be stuck in middle school but like it just instantly went to the fact that this grandma flow is also an aunt to some people in that family so she's aunt flow and i've just never thought of that like because we all know that that's the pseudo name for a uh the menstrual cycle that megan weaver still has we're just going to do callbacks to Jeff Lewis Live since we can't recap them this week. So, yeah, no, just to think, like, if I heard somebody say, Aunt Flo's coming to dinner, 
I would be like, oh, do you need a tampon? And I would make a fool out of myself per usual. So it was just fascinating. Shout out to all the aunt flows out there. (laughs) All the aunt flows out there. Now the guests are gone and the crew is out to dinner. Just a quick recap again, if you don't watch the show. So Gary and Colin have been best bros since the beginning. Adorable. And Daisy became super close with them both too. So they kind of turned into the three musketeers. Love it. Daisy and Gary would make out sometimes, but always said they never slept together. Cut to this season where Daisy is now hooking up with Colin And then Colin finds out Daisy and Gary actually did sleep together and lied to his face for months until he found out about it on national television, like best friends wait to do, which I mean, (laughs) for real, it was great show content, but horrible, horrible for these friendships, especially since we all know that I think Colin is the cutest and I would be happy for him and Daisy if I thought it was a good thing. But let's just say I'm not that happy. And apparently Colin wasn't too happy sitting next to Gary at dinner because they're all cheersing. So Gary cheerses Colin's glass from the side and <laughs> he goes, cheers, puss face. I'm like, what the fuck? Would you rather be called a donkey tooth slut or a hoof ass puss face? Like, I just can't with all of these. But the crazy thing is that the only reason that Colin is sitting there annoyed in the first place is because he's realizing his two best friends are fools and that Gary and Daisy should really be together because they both enjoy finding zero faults in their actions. There's a fault in our stars, okay? And it's that these Bravo stars think that they're faultless. So Gary did pull Colin aside to apologize, except Gary kept being like, it's a catch-22. Should I have lied to you, Colin, or lied to Daisy? How about option C, catch-23? You lied to neither of them. Like, if Daisy asked you to keep your hookup a secret, you say, I'm sorry, but I can't do that. And if you don't want to hook up now, then okay, we shouldn't hook up. Like, what? I mean, you don't have to tell the world about it, but if anything means lying to your best friend, then we are, it's an automatic bad idea, okay? Let's just make that a rule. If you can't tell your best friend, don't fucking do it. Now, one hilarious thing (laughs) that really just karma again, pulling in for the win. So Gary, when he's apologizing to Colin, again, he's definitely the fool in this situation, (laughs) literally. Because he physically makes himself look like one by, you guys, he had flowers and dirt and like stems from plants all all over his back, all in his hair. It was all over the place. Like Gary was just covered in flowers and his hair was all a mess. He just looks like a mess. And obviously Colin is standing there like a Greek God and Colin's in the right. And he's just standing there looking like perfection. And (laughs) Gary is groveling like a fool, looking like a fool. And it was just fucking poetic justice if I've ever seen it. And also talking about justice, when Gary's apologizing, he keeps on calling himself a puss. Like he keeps on being like, I'm sorry for being a puss, Colin. I was a puss. I was a puss. 
That's what I'm saying, people. Everything is projection. Gary called calling a puss face earlier, one second, and then two seconds later, he's calling himself one. But really, just... <laughs> Gary with the flowers. It was just great. And there was a flower pot behind him, but it looked like he f- actually fell in it and like rolled around in it and maybe threw the flower pot in the washing machine with his t-shirt and his hair. Also, I may or may not have fallen in a flower pot before. <laughs> so it's definitely plausible because <laughs> oh, this was in Canada. I wonder if the Boston Coast Guard should have delivered me there because apparently they just enjoy going up to Canada and doing their chores for them. But so I was in, you guys, this bachelorette party is iconic because we were 10 minutes from Niagara Falls, the Airbnb we rented, and we never made it to Niagara fucking Falls. What the fuck? 10 minutes? What a joke. We obviously had a great time. Oh, and yeah, I fell into a flower pot while wearing a white leotard that had grass stains, <laughs> grass stains on it that, that resulted in me having to destroy it. So I guess I've been there too, Gary. So quickly, they do one of their cutaway scenes to Captain Glenn back in the crew mess playing chess chess in the mess which by the way why is it called the crew mess like that's the one communal spot that all the crew has to share of course it's gonna be a mess why don't we name it something fun like the hen den or the the well all right we'll workshop that but glenn is playing chess and at first so he's spinning the board around and playing against himself and at first i was like what is this fool doing like you can't play against yourself especially with chess it's all about strategy and you obviously know what your own fucking brain is plotting against that same brain But then my brain went a little bit deeper because Captain Glenn had an iPad out in front of him. And I feel like he had a computer like telling him the computer's moves on the iPad. And then he moved. He seems like an old school guy that instead of actually just playing on the iPad, he would rather do it this way so he can play with the actual board. And again, I understand these people. I could be surrounded by a sea of Kindles and I will always pick up the paperback. Now, another fun moment is later Gary sleeping in the guest cabin and the door is wide open, all the lights on. He's snuggled under the comforter like a little bug in a rug with a giant cameraman outside the door who captured this beautiful moment (laughs) of Gary sneezing himself awake. It (laughs) It was so great. And it was just a full spray in the breeze. Like again, his hands were trapped. He um, mummified himself under his comforter. So it was kind of just like a full face twitch. And yeah, the nose spray went flying and he he pops awake and he, (laughs) he goes, here we go. Bless me. Like, what? Who wakes up sneezing going, here we go. Like, here we go. Another another night, another sneeze. Oh, my God. All right. So moving on to the next guest on board, who can I just say, love them. They were Midwestern, polite, cried too much, cried, cried way too much, even for me. That's something for me to say. But they were just so grateful like they just cry at the sunset and cry at docking and just cry they're like we're just so happy and grateful to be here obviously that's so nice but like ah i don't know i feel like if i if that was me yes i would be grateful 
even though yesterday I I went on that other rant, but we don't need to talk about that. So I would be grateful, but I'd also like when we arrive at the port, instead of crying at its beauty, I'd be like, I'm so grateful. Now let me fuck some shit up in this motherfucking village. Oh, we'd have so much fun. And we would not be cheersing every two seconds because as these guests pointed out, one of them, when they first started their trip, it was already like their fifth cheers. And one of them was like, um, God, how many times do you think we're going to do this? You know, like, do uh, should we keep on doing this the whole trip? And they they did. They did. And I say it is time to renovate our cheers, at least for America, because you cheers and the tradition is to smash glasses together. And there's always that one fucking person that needs, they need to clink every single person's glass. Like, it's just like, oh my fucking God, I just want to enjoy this Pinot Grigio, Patty. Sit the fuck down. No, it's it's cute, Patty, and it's very nice. You keep doing you and clink away. But why must we actually touch the glasses together? Again, humans, we're all a bundle of contradictions. I am the biggest one. So I can be a delicate daisy sometimes and also an ogre. So do not give me the opportunity to have glass in my hand and accidentally smash too hard. What? Like that's just asking for trouble. And in the game of statistics, especially the more we cheers, the more likely an accident will happen. Even if it's just spillage and the liquid in your glass is going overboard. Like I don't want that mess. I don't want it. So Why can't we think of something cute to do instead? Like when someone says cheers, instead of smashing our glasses together, why don't we just raise them up and then like, I don't touch the bottom of the glass to our nose. Again, more ideas to workshop. <laughs> you guys, I'm just the catalyst, okay? I'm the catalyst and I, you, we can all elaborate off of these ideas. Now, speaking of elaborate, holy fucking shit. The chef Alicia on board... I am so sorry to Preston from Summer House for Martha's Vineyard, but on yesterday's episode, I offered $10,000 to go to his home-cooked meal dinner. Yikes. Take backsies. Um, Yeah, I definitely am giving that money to Alicia instead and hiring her for the night. You guys, she made mosaic sushi. Mosaic sushi. I love when I see a chef making something that not only have I never eaten, but I've never even heard of. I I love to learn what life would be like as a non-peasant. So for mosaic sushi, she basically rolled it in a way that when she cut it into pieces, it made the most beautiful food artwork I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was like stained glass symphony of salmon. Like it was just unreal. And she's amazing. She's amazing. She said it herself in her interview. And I was like, yes, girl, you fucking are. She also served garlic and parsley baked scallops in a fucking seashell. Like to serve it in a seashell. Okay, Sally. It was magical. It was magical. (laughs) Also at one of the dinners, they put sushi on Gary's body for the guests to eat off of it as if that (laughs) as if that was a treat of sorts. No, I'm kidding, Gary. Love you. I love I love you. If again, I'm like Jeff Lewis. If we're not having fun and making fun of each other, then we hate each other. Okay, so love ya. But so Gary had wasabi on his nipples and (laughs) 
he was saying how they were burning. So cut to his interview. He was apologizing and to his own nipples, of course. And he was like, I'm so sorry for putting you through that. I'm sorry, boy. I'm sorry, girl. <gasps> what? No, no, no. What? My world stopped in that moment. I have never genderized my nipples before. I've never even thought to do that. I, I mean, I guess if anything, they're non-binary because I refer to them as them. But now, or if anything, I guess they'd be more feminine. But I've never even considered having both a boy and a girl nipple. And I don't hate it. I'm going to have to simmer on that one and think about it for a little bit. But I might, I might follow suit, Gary. So again, I think we have <laughs> more in common than we think. Oh, guys, great Below Deck episode. It felt like 12,000 episodes. It felt like watching an entire season last night because it was just so long. But again, who's complaining? I get to watch Colin on the screen. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, what I wasn't good after watching. So Splash Assassors on Netflix, there's this new documentary out called Taking Care of Maya. And holy motherfucking shit. I was sobbing sobbing like an earth core kind of cry, you know, like where it literal guttural sounding like an animal dying. You know what? It was the kind of cry where like you can't cry like that if you're going to go into work the next day, at least for me and my face, because my eyes turn into Puffzilla. And it's like when I forget, I think it was Joey Zauzig where Jeff Lewis was like, you look tired today. You look tired. Which again, we know I love when people say that because uh, what? The, all right, then can I leave here and go to bed? No. Okay, then how about you lift me up because I'm clearly fucking tired. But luckily for me, I have a little break from my official career at the moment because as I kind of quickly announced um, Friday that I quit my job. I politely resigned with formal notice. And yeah, it kind of ties into this whole documentary, Taking Care of Maya, because it's about the field of child welfare services. And I worked parallel to that, let's just say. And but in like kind of a business writing side of things. And it's just a lot. It's a lot. And I have other creative pursuits that I am working towards that I'm wicked excited about. And so this documentary, Taking Care of Maya, just reminded me how I definitely made the right choice. But if you can stomach it, I highly recommend watching this because there's so much about the child welfare services, like on both sides, both good and bad and all of that. And so many people really trying. And unfortunately, we all know in every way the system can fail everybody. And this is one of those examples. And oh my gosh, it's heart wrenching. But again, super important. So if you don't know that field, then it's really educational in that sense of like a first hand experience. But, oh my gosh, so much love to Maya and her family. And also, splashing a little love to the Splash of Fucking Sass podcast. Guys, this is our 50th episode. I'm so excited. What the fuck? I can't believe that we're here. I am genuinely so grateful for you all. I can't believe it. Randomly on Juicy Scoop today, Heather said it was her 756th episode, which, like, she never number drops <laughs> instead of name dropping podcasters number drop like uh I had 17,000 downloads last week and I'm like I had 17,000 downloads in my wildest dreams huh but um 
yeah, no, to find out that Heather only has 706 episodes more than me, I don't know. It's something about it. It felt achievable. It felt like we're on a good path. And oh my God, I just love you guys so much. And in honor of the 50th Splash Assess episode this week, I will be making another announcement. I'm not going to classify it as big. I learned my lesson from last time, but this time you will be able to be involved if you would like to be. So exciting for all of us. And uh, I can't wait. Okay. I love you guys so fucking much. Have the best night and we'll be back tomorrow to to talk more shit about random shit. Um, follow me, do whatever. I don't know. I love you guys. Bye. Splash, 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 splash.